Hello, my sweet friend, it's Christina, and welcome to a new episode of the Art K Coach Podcast. Hello, my sweet friends, welcome to the Art Cake Coach Podcast. My name is Christina Revalo. I'm a sugar paste modeling artist, a teacher, a coach for cake artists, cake friends, day creative community manager, award winning cake decorator, and representative of international cake competitions. I'm so happy to have you here. If you are a cake artist, a cake enthusiast, or a baker who is seeking some help in anything related to your time management, social media management, setting your goals for yourself or your business, your mindset towards your business, or even a few hints of how to be part of the international cake community, cake collaboration, and cake competitions, you are in the right place. So welcome to today's episode. Well, hello, my sweet friends. Welcome to another episode of the RK Coach Podcast. Christina here. Today, this intro is very short because what you have next is a beautiful interview with the very lovely Yvonne Donald. Yvonne was the first person who answered the call that I opened for cake artists to come into the show and to tell their story. She sent me all her ideas. She answered a few questions that I asked for before the interview and I was just fascinating of how much her journey is similar to mine even though we didn't know each other she saw me show the post on Instagram uh, she wasn't even part of Cake Friends Day Creative now she's part of the family and um, all of the things that she mentioned resonated so much with me that I had to bring her on the show so today is uh, her true testimony about um how she manages her business, how she manages her life, and uh, how she has succeeded in this path as cake artist and uh, juggling not only that, but a very, very full and busy life. So I really hope that you listen to her, that you take away a lot from today's episode, and that you stay with us until the end, because it's going to be a lovely one. Uh, without further ado, here is the interview with my sweet uh, and dear friend that I can call friend now, Yvonne. As your cake coach, I am here to help you. If you want to go a little bit further in your journey to organize your time, set clear goals, maybe teach, work on your mindset, or set a roadmap for results, especially for results and success, I am here for you. Why don't you book a free discovery call with me? I will be leaving the links here in this episode so we can chat, we can talk about what you really need, and we can see if we're a good fit for each other. Remember, I have just two, well, one mission in this cake world. First is to unite the cake community as one and to make you, my cake artist, my sweet friend, understand the importance of investing in you. Like I said, I will be leaving the links here in the description of this episode so you can book a 30 minutes free discovery call with me. And just remember, in case nobody said this to you today, I do appreciate you and I want you to stay safe and stay creative. Hello, my sweet friends. Welcome to another episode of the Art K Coach Podcast. Christina here. I'm so happy to have you all here. And I'm so happy to have the sweet Yvonne here with us today. Hey, How are you, hi. sweetie? 
I'm good, thank you. Just a bit warm because it's very warm in the UK. Sweating, but I'm good, thank you. Yeah, great. It is hot here in Portugal too. Yeah. It must have to do with the Greenwich Meridian time, but it yeah. is hot <laughs> here as well. It is. Yeah. It's so happy to have you here. Let me just give you a background to the audience about uh, what is Yvonne doing here. I sent an invitation, an open invitation, a few weeks back to all of the people, the audience, the part, the people of the community to um, to participate in the RK Coach podcast because what I what I wanted is to listen to the stories of all of us, not just the famous ones, not just the ones that you know we look up to, but everyday bakers, cake decorators, cake artists that have gone through everything possible from starting from scratch to building businesses to maybe not succeeding to succeeding again to winning prizes all of this and and Yvonne uh reached out to me and uh she wanted to participate I listened to her story and I said we need Yvonne today here in the show <laughs> because she has so much to uh, that is going to be positive for so many people you're going to relate so much with everything she's going to say today that I'm so happy to have to have you here Yvonne <laughs> thank you thanks I'm glad I'm glad that you're here Okay, so let's start this. Yvonne, tell us a little bit about, I mean, this is the usual question. Mm-hmm. How and why did you start it in this crazy business of cake decoration? Okay, so my name's Yvonne and I run a business called Cake and Cup Cakery and I'm based in Birmingham in the UK. And I got into cake because my background is hospitality, so I'm a trained chef. And I started doing cakes as a hobby. So I started off as a hobbyist, was making cakes for friends and family. It started to get busier, started to get busier. And then I abruptly stopped making cakes because I wanted to concentrate on my career as a chef. And that is what I did. So I worked, started off as a little uh, YTS um, student, became a comic chef, a chef de party, and then a head chef. And I just felt like chefs should be able to bake cakes. But little did I realize that actually a lot of chefs don't actually bake cakes. So I wanted to do it as a hobby. And like I said, I abruptly stopped it. And then one of my sisters asked me to make a cake for my little nephew who was five at the time. And I said, sure, I can do that. I've still got all the equipment, so I'll give it a go. And once I baked that first cake, that was it. I was hooked. I was back in the game, back in the cake making game. And that's how I initially started. Uh, it's funny because I think we men- I mentioned this before with you. Uh, when I hear the stories, we usually start our uh, cake business around that. We have a, a daughter, a kid, a nephew, mm-hmm. uh, s- somebody that yeah. needs a cake, yeah. and we go for it, and then we never look back, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Definitely. But you do have the chef training, and that is yeah. one of the things that I I loved about your story because you mm-hmm. come from uh, from. Uh, um, I mean, a lot of cake artists and cake decorators in our industry just started, you know, mm-hmm. home, yeah. home bakers or yeah. moms or, or parents yeah. who decided to give it a go. And they decided, oh, I have this, you know, I can do it. So let's see what happens. But you come from a different background. Do yeah. you think coming from that uh, background of being a, sh- a chef made you organize this as a business from Absolutely. the get-go? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
when I was a chef, when you work in a professional kitchen, there's different disciplines within the kitchen. So you specialize in different areas. And I really loved patisserie. Love, love, love patisserie. And we were trained in the classical French cookery style. So our qualifications at the time were 7061, 7062. And because I love patisserie, doing cakes just came quite naturally to me. So where some people are really self-taught and they're starting from scratch, I started, had a bit of a underpinning knowledge of certain um, patisserie techniques. But I think running the kitchen, working in the kitchen, you have to be so organised and manage your time so well that I think it gave me an added advantage when I've been running it myself as a part-time business, yeah. Because my business, if I didn't mention before, is a part-time business, so I actually work full-time as well. So, yeah, that's, yeah, it definitely added an advantage to be able to do both, yeah. Oh, I love that you say that because it is my, I mean, it happens to me too. I always had another work. I've been an ESL English teacher for a long time. Mm-hmm. I never stopped. So it, it always has been a, a part-time job yeah, yeah. and being able to manage. And you just mentioned two of my favorite words, <laughs> time management and organization. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love those words. Absolutely. And, uh, it makes a whole difference, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, especially, I mean, running a business, it's, and a lot of the time with cake makers, we're one-man bands, aren't we? So we're just the sole person that is running the business. So we're doing the baking, the social media, the delivery, the accounts. We're doing so many different aspects of it. You have to be super organized and throw into the mix that you're going to be working full-time or you're managing a family or you're a carer. There's lots of other things that could come into play. So for me, I have to be super, super organized. And I've had to make so many changes over the years to my business because of this, you know, when you start, you think, oh I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and you realize actually I'm close to burnout I'm working too late I'm not enjoying it and so you have to make certain changes and that's where I love organization and time management definitely oh love it love it that's music to my ears because you know, I'm a big advocate of that <laughs> yeah. and uh, as we talked before it's like how many people just don't take that into a consideration and they keep, you know, pushing, uh, spreading themselves too thin, uh, you know, burning the midnight oil, all of the (laughs) the things that you can think of. And they are baking until late at night or early in the morning. They're tired. And uh, that shows in the final product because it does. You're just tired and stressed and overworked. Yeah. Um, going back to the, when you were mentioned that you, this is a, um, I mean, you have, uh, two businesses or you, I mean, it was a part-time yeah. job and the yeah. organization was important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about business, because most of the people, and that's something that I hear a lot in the audience, uh, of the RK coach and the feedbacks and from the groups, you're now part of the, uh, <laughs> yeah, Princeton yeah. creative. I saw you there. Welcome <laughs> yeah. to the family. Thank you. And, um, most of the people, they're just, um, they don't see themselves. Oh, you're most welcome, but they don't see what they do as a business. Oh, and, um, yeah. one of the things that caught my attention from what you wrote to me and when you contact me is it's so important to have that business mind and how far that business mind has taken you can you share that with the with their listeners yeah how important that is and what difference does that make I think if you are making money from the product that you're making or the service that you're making, you are in business. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. People have said to me, oh, when are you going to start running your business properly? I'm sorry. 
Am I not paying tax? Am I not earning money? Am I not making a profit? I'm running my business. So don't let people dictate to you what business looks like. If your business to you looks like just making two cakes a week, that is your business you're running. If you're making 10 cakes a week, you're running a business. Don't let people dictate what they perceive a successful business to be. Because as far as I'm concerned, if you're not working in my kitchen with me, making 100 cupcakes on a hot summer's day and getting paid for it, then you ain't running a business. And you certainly cannot tell me what a business is or not. So I think it doesn't matter how small it is. It's a business. If you're getting paid for it, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Oh, amen mm-hmm. to that. Because I mean, it's true. People think it's just, you know, um, oh, let me just make some money aside with this. No. But uh, like you said, at the, at the point when you start making money with whatever you're doing, yeah. treat it like yeah. a business. And, and I think you mentioned just... so many key elements in there. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. I was going to say, I think people just get the perception because they're back here from home that they're not a business. And I think it's sometimes it's society's sort of like perception of what they perceive it to be. And I think, you know, don't get caught up in what other people think. Just focus on yourself and, and understand that, yeah, you are running a little bit. Well, it might be little, it might be medium, it might be large. Yeah. But as long as you're getting paid, you're running a business. Yeah. I think the vast majority of our listeners are are in that situation, feeling, you know, that oh, this is too small to call it a business, or I'm just from home. I don't have my bakery, or I don't have mm. a, a space. I always say it here in the podcast. I never had a space. I always worked from home. Mm. Uh, mm. When I taught, I taught in other people's spaces, or I mm. rented a space to teach. Mm. So uh, it's doable, but still, it has to be a business. And you mm. mentioned so many important elements that people overlook. A lot of mm. people overlook. Uh, of course, not only the organization and the time management, but making sure that you're making money, that you're mm-hmm. making a profit, that you're paying mm-hmm. your taxes, that you're doing your social media. All of that is part yeah. of the business. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people overlooked it or mm-hmm. feel so scared about that, that they just mm-hmm. freeze and it's mm-hmm. like, no, let me just keep charging, you know, very little mm. money for what I do because it's just, you know, it's for my friends. And mm. um, one of the things that I loved about what you wrote to me is how much you see everything as a business. Definitely. So share with us your business because it's not just one, it's there are two, right? Yeah, right. Okay. So um, when I first started my business, I used to just make celebration cakes and it was called Cake, K-A-K-E. And that's what I was doing. And then all of a sudden, cupcakes blew up. Cupcakes became so popular through um, Sex in the City, the program that was attributed to making cupcakes popular. And then in America, they were just blowing up. So you had sprinkles, cupcakes, and more cupcakes, and all these different lovely bakeries. And I thought, I want to make cupcakes, but I don't want to make them very highly stylized. So back in 20, I think it was about 2014, 2013, there was a lady in the UK, and she had a business called Karina's Cupcakes. And she made the most beautiful ornate cupcakes. They had ruffles on and lusted pearls on, very, very pretty. But I couldn't understand why somebody would want to buy a cupcake like that, spend all that time making this beautiful work of art for somebody just to peel off the icing 
and then just eat the cake and throw everything else away. So because I was looking a lot at the American market and especially Georgetown Cupcake, who were a massive inspiration to me, um, people were buying cupcakes for celebrations, weddings or every day. But the difference was that they were flavoured, they were focusing on the flavour rather than what they looked like. And because with my chef background and I love flavour and I love texture, I thought, well, I think that's something that could appeal to me and my market rather than making something really highly stylized. So I launched another business called Cupcakery. And my plan was just to have a look at how both of them performed. So whichever part of the business was more successful was going to be the one area that I concentrated on. But unbeknownst to me, both of areas were just as popular. So what I decided to do is merge them together. And that's where Cake and Cupcakery was born. So I do the contemporary celebration cakes and then the artisan cupcakes. And I tend to focus more on the flavour of them rather than making them highly stylized and decorated. And then I've started doing a little bit of um, passive income stuff with some books to help cake makers. But yeah, but that's what I've been doing. And all that alongside um, a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, come on. She's a superwoman. If you don't believe it, I do. It's like you really. I mean, and you and you and you, and you publish books to help. Yeah, yeah, with your yeah. journey as as cake decorators. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. And and she finds time, people. She finds time for yeah. everything. So if yeah. the next person that tells me I don't have time, it's uh -huh. a lie. You do have time. Yeah. You all have the same the same twenty four hours that Yvonne has, and yeah. she does it. We can do it as well. You're yeah. what an example. What an example to follow. Thank and uh, I love that your focus is on flavors and taste. Yeah, because a lot of let's say a lot of the complaints that I heard from clients. Mm -hmm. Um, about cake decoration, uh, the, the kind of cake decoration we do is, uh, the cake was beautiful, but it was tasteless. Yeah. It's like, it didn't taste like anything. The feelings were like, blah, yeah. um, or it was hard, you know? So it's so important to never lose focus of that. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned something that I love. It is that you decided to write these books to mm. help Their fellow, your fellow cake decorators, yeah. right? Yeah. Tell uh -huh. me about that. I love. Okay. I mean, I love a person who helps their community. You know that, so yeah. So uh, <laughs> with with my um, hospitality chefing background, we have to follow a certain amount of processes within the workplace called HACCP, which is Hazard Analysis and Critical Control Points. And this is basically food safety from the time your order comes through the door till the customer eats it. So there's different processes and the temperature checking. And I do with all this, and I've been doing it for years so within our cake businesses obviously we have to do the same thing not to the same extent but we still do have an obligation to follow food safety really closely and so I had a folder with my forms in etc and then um, I found that people were releasing like temperature control books and I thought wow I can do that because I've got the knowledge to do it. So during the pandemic so I think it was 2021 when we was probably in lockdown 450 or whatever I use that time to think okay I'm going to teach myself Amazon KDP mm -hmm. and I'm going to put a book together that's got all the forms that we need to run an ambient business so whether it's your food um whether it's cake decorating or whether you make fudge or whether you do something with sugar it's all ambient so it's not for hot food production and it's basically forms so the first form will be your goods received so when you have buy your flour and your sugar and your eggs and your nuts and all this you can you write down the batch number so you can keep a 
track just in case there's any product recalls. You can write down the allergens, which are very important. So you can write down the allergens in each ingredient. Then you've got um, pre-service checklist and cleaning checklist and a stock sheet in there. Everything that I need to run my business. And I thought, well, if I need it, somebody else will need it. So that's the first little book that I did. And then the second little book was just um, Mm -hmm. like a little weekly planner. So I love a list. I don't know if anybody else is like me. I love a paper and a pen and I like to cross things out. So um, I always make lists when I'm doing my cake decorating. I I know somebody like that. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I like to write lists when I'm cake decorating (laughs) and plan things out, especially at Christmas time when it's super busy. So I just made this little book and it's called... bake no bake cover finish deliver and the reason why I called it bake cover finish deliver because it's that's the mantra that I use when I'm baking so I bake on day one I um cover on day two I finish on day three and I deliver on day four so that's why I called it and that's the process that I follow when I'm making my cake so I just made this little planner for you to write down okay today I've got to make two by six inch vanilla cakes 200 chocolate cupcakes um some blueberry blondies and you can just plan everything out and I've got to cover a board I've got to make some flowers and you just put everything in one place and then you can just cross it out when you're done and those are the two little books that I've made for the community yeah and they're available to um buy on Amazon yeah so it's just something that I've just taught myself alongside everything else and that's what I've put on Amazon a bit of passive income yeah Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with this because uh, it's, it's these little details of mm. information that a lot of people in our business overlooks. Uh, yeah. They either only, you know, they, they're only focused on, I don't know, and the baking and the social media, or they're only mm. focusing on uh, uh, taking as many courses on the next technique and the next, yeah. I don't know, uh, decoration technique or buying thousands mm. of cookie cutters and mm. investing in this and, and everything that Ivan has just mentioned is mm-hmm. essential to mm. really shift your mind from being just a home baker which mm. has like thousands of drawers full of, <laughs> of cookie cutters <laughs> to having a business, to really yeah. having a business. I mean, you and, and with your books, you're covering safety, which is mm. so important. Mm-hmm. A lot of bakers, home bakers overlook that part and yeah. that can get you in a lot of trouble, sadly, oh, yeah, if you yeah. overlook to that. Yeah. And and second, out that four day I call I it's funny because I have that I never read the book, but when I when you I was listening to you, I was like, Yeah, that's what I do because I have this four day rule. It's like yeah. Usually, if I have to deliver a cake on Saturday, I start Six. four days before. That's, yeah. that's the topics that I start with. Yeah. And uh, so it's similar to the process that you do. But I love that you broke it down in yeah. this method. I love a method. So I love that you <laughs> broke it down into a method. Where yeah. can people find your books? Tell yeah, us. so I'll, I'll send you a link. But they are available on Amazon. So um, if you put in either Cake and Cupcakery mm-hmm. or Yvonne Donald, because when I first did the book, I put it under my own name. But I've done some little notebooks since then, and they're under my business name. So the notebooks are just part of my branding. Um, and so I just created these like notebooks and to-do books, and they're just simple for anybody. But yeah, but I'll, I'll send you a link, and then you could be able to share it with your, uh, your listeners. Yeah, <laughs> Perfect. We'll include the links here. So everyone who's listening... I'm going to include the link in the description of the episode yeah. so you can go and check out the books. Mm. Love it. Um, I mentioned something, of course, 
and the idea of helping the community with your business, right? Um, mm -hmm. That is something that I mentioned that I love. Mm -hmm. And uh, what is for you the importance of a strong and positive K community? Because we talked a little bit about that behind the scenes, but yeah. I want everyone to listen what you have to say about that. Yeah, I think it's really important to, uh, we're all so different. And um, this is, you know, I do a little podcast myself and I've interviewed some people and even with yourself, there are so many different cake makers and we uh, need- Oh, you spoiled it. I was going to say the surprise. Oh, she also has oh, a podcast. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But um, there's so many- <laughs> It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> But there's so many different businesses and there's so many different niches. I myself, I make cupcakes and I make celebrate um celebration cakes. I no longer do wedding cakes. I just made that decision in 2020 because there's some beautiful wedding cake businesses and that's all they do. So don't be scared to niche down within your business. But I think having a cake community is so important because we can encourage each other. But at the same time, I've seen quite a lot of negativity within the cake community as well. I saw a lot of it during the pandemic where people, some people were decided to carry on running their business. They were doing postal. They pivoted, which I absolutely thought was amazing. So these are people that were doing celebration cakes and whatever, and they decided to pivot and they were absolutely doing amazing during the pandemic. Some people didn't like it. Some people made comments about it. And I thought we should be supporting these people because we don't know what their circumstances are. They might be doing this to pay their next rent or their next mortgage payment like everybody else, but we need to support. And I think it, there's so many different varieties of people from all over the world that are doing this. There's no, there's no harm. There's no, I think community over competition any day. There's no need to be fretful about what Mary down the road is doing because Mary's making cakes but she's not making the cakes that you are making you are making the cakes that you are making for the customers who want to buy mm. from you yeah oh I love this and and we met I mean we talked before this episode yeah. and we talk about this part and she knows how much I love this because it that is that is I mean <laughs> that is the motto of Cake for Say Creative that has been my throat my, my my drive mm. that has been my mission is like there's no way I cannot accept that happening anymore. Uh, that uh, not nice competition yeah. or people comparing themselves to others all the time. Yeah. Uh, there's room for everyone. You mentioned, yeah. I mean, you said something that is a key. Everyone, if you're listening, mm -hmm. take notes of this one. Do not be scared of niching down because no. you have, I mean, if you take your niche and you say, this is what I do, you're mm -hmm. going to be the go-to person for that. Yeah, so it's definitely. going to be amazing. Uh, like you, I stopped doing wedding cakes as well because mm. it was too overwhelming for me. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot deal with brides. There's people to deal with brides, not me. <laughs> and like I said, there's businesses that just focus on that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's very, very important. So Take away that, everybody who's listening, niche your product. It's very I, important. And forget about the competition. Everyone, There's room for everyone in this industry. I'm definitely a big fan of niching because I always think pick one thing and do it fantastically well. 
you don't have to do you know if you ever go to a restaurant I always like a restaurant that's got a really small menu when they've got like 60 items it overwhelms me but I think just focus on one thing and do it fantastically well and I've been doing cupcakes for ages and I still feel like I'm improving I'm improving I'm improving always looking at ways to make it better if you're doing wedding cakes just do wedding cakes and even within that market you get some people that do um weddings for alternative alternative brides that don't want the traditional beautiful roses they want something a bit more edgy or you're going to have the romantic brides so even within the wedding Mm -hmm. when you niche down there is different areas of within that niche but I will stay within my cupcakes and doing the celebration cakes and doing tiered wedding cakes was when I decided I wasn't going to do that that was a massive relief for me it was just something that I felt that I needed to do yeah definitely (laughs) oh I hear you I absolutely hear you it's like I I also did it was like a a weight of my shoulders Uh, a couple days ago actually I had a call from a, a close friend uh my I mean my niece her her friend is getting married and she loved my cakes but I have made her whole birthday cakes mm. she's getting married she wants me to make the cake I was like oh don't do this to me please don't do this to me. <laughs> she was laughing it's like oh yeah you're going to do my wedding cake I was like no yeah. please don't but yeah. yeah I'm gonna do it anyway but just out of fun it's different mm. because I know her but yeah it is it is absolutely true what you what you say well yeah. you spoiled a surprise but Mr. Right. has a podcast Sorry. as well right. and Sorry. I love it I love it I love the no, it's okay I'm kidding I'm kidding you um <laughs> I love to invite other podcasters i love to invite other coaches to the to to my podcast because it's a way to show the community that we're not competition we're here to no. help each other and yeah. to uh, you know to elevate our work together if we make more noise together a lot of people is going to hear what we have to say uh instead of breaking apart and um also you mentioned something before we get into the podcast i forget i, I just remember that you mentioned about uh some not so nice groups during the pandemic yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. that is why cake friends day creative was born because mm. i've there, I, I was part of a group that i felt literally bully in that group that if you do not comment enough if you do not participate enough if you don't uh, you know, comment on certain specific people enough, you're not part of the group. And I was like, mm. no, no, we need to change this. Mm. We need to have a place where people feel like family. People feel like they're they're heard, even mm. if they're just beginners, if they're just, you know, starting out. Mm. Um, of course, everything changed. And I'm going to go talking a lot about that. There's an episode about Cake Friends Day Creative. If you want to go <laughs> check it out. But um, that led me to all of this path, including the podcast. So what led you start your own podcast? And what is your <laughs> podcast about? Tell us. Okay. So firstly, um, I'm an avid podcast listener. I listen to so many podcasts. And I came across yours via the Sugarcraft Junkies who were sharing some other cake podcasts, which was lovely. And so I came, that's how I came across your podcast, which is amazing. And because I'm an I'm avid podcast listener, I wanted to have my own voice. So I participate in other groups. And, you know, when people ask for advice, everybody comments and I was doing that. But I thought it'd be nice to have my own little voice sharing my experience of running a part-time side or cake business because I'm sure there's other people that are like me working full-time and either want to start it or have started yeah. it and don't know all you know all the things that go and I've learned so much I've had to make so many changes within my business regarding how I work and the justification for doing it and things that I've done i.e. Yeah. 
you know, supplying a coffee shop and then realizing actually that's not for me, but thinking that I should be doing it because that's what a successful business does. You know, in a successful business does all these things. Well, actually, no, a successful business doesn't. And I was making myself unwell. I was, you know, close to burnout. And you have to know what your limitations are. So all these experiences I wanted to share in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But also I wanted to talk to other people that are just like us, that are every day. They're not big superstars. They haven't got millions of followers on Instagram. They're just people that have got their head down, just like us, making cakes for amazing customers and doing amazing things. And I've spoken to some lovely people. I'm hoping to have you on as well. I'm going to ask you here on the podcast if you'll oh, be on my course. podcast. Just tell yeah. Me when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's why I started it. And it's, uh, it only comes out once a month because I haven't got time to do any more episodes. But it's just my little my little mm-hmm. place on the, on the interweb just to talk about me running. And I hope it connects with other people that are hoping to start a business alongside a full-time job or doing it and just to let you know that actually it is feasible you've just got to manage your time you've just got to decide whether you're gonna sit down and watch like Netflix for five hours or you're gonna spend that time working on your passion so yeah that's why I've started it yeah mm-hmm. oh I love that you mentioned that the other day and I loved it yeah uh, well, uh, for, uh, in the name of the podcast, you forgot to tell us the name of your podcast. Oh, yes, sorry. The, po- the name of the podcast is Adventures in Cakeland. And um, the name of it was come from a blog that I actually wrote in 20, I think it was 2012 or 2013. I started this blog called Adventures in Cakeland around the same premise of me sharing my experience of running the site also cake business and speaking to other other guests. And since podcast has got so popular, I thought I'm going to have a go. So I ordered a kit off Amazon. I did a bit of YouTube studying to learn how to do it. And the next thing you know, I've got a podcast. So that's that's how I started. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's amazing because I'm listening to you and it's like I'm listening to myself. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's nothing yeah. you cannot learn from YouTube, I guess, exactly. right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a lot of comment. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it, and and I love how um, I mean, how honest you are. That is, it's once a month because that's how much time I have yeah. to spend on the podcast, and it's yeah. great. I would say yeah. that to the community: commit to what you can. It doesn't have yeah. to be about what everybody else is doing. You also mentioned that about your business. I love that you talk about that because so many people get stuck in everybody else is doing it certain way. So I have to do it that way. If it doesn't work, you have to find your own way and uh, please go and listen to her podcast and and check out her episodes because um, it's, it's an, I mean, it's, it's another perspective of the cake business. Um, I mean, we all have our own voices. We all have something to share and each of our stories are absolutely different, but Everyday people, like you mentioned on your on your Instagram, everyday mm-hmm. um, cake decorators who yeah. who talk to you, who resonate with you, and mm. uh, and I love it. I also love podcasts. That's why I started Me this too. one. And Me it's too. funny, I had a blog and then it changed into podcasts. Yeah. Just, just like so yours. I guess is we just have to put the word out there. That's yeah. it, right? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. definitely. Um, has mindset being an important part of managing everything that you do and how oh, yeah. important because I, I always have this 
um, you know, this, uh, I always talk about this in the podcast because, uh, when I mentioned the word mindset, especially, especially when I'm coaching, uh, cake artists, when I mention the word mindset, they go like, Ugh, you know, like witchy, witchy, spooky thing. It's like, no, no, no. It's just the way you, yeah. you, you're thinking that's it. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not mm. putting you to meditate with crystals and candles. You could, mm. but I'm not what I'm, that's not what I'm doing. Um, and for me is game changer, but I would love for you to share that with our audience because I mean, it's just me saying, you know, it's like moms when it's always the mom saying the thing and like, yeah, yeah, whatever the mindset. But when you listen to somebody else saying it, yeah. so how important is your mindset yeah. for the so success of everything that you do? For me, my mindset regarding my business has been the the overall driver I think for me doing this business I think between that and having a little bit of imposter syndrome at the same time have been the main drivers for mindset mindset enables me to think big so when I first started this business this business was going to be a national business it was going to be have a shop in Manchester Birmingham and London it was going to be a massive conglomerate and this is how I was going to run it and that's the mindset I've had and then over the years, my why, why I do the business has changed. But at the same time, the underlying mindset way of thinking is this is my business and I want it to do fantastically well. And you can go on social media and you can see other people doing that and you can get deterred because somebody's got 10,000 followers or, you know, they're doing this amazing stuff. And it's like, no, keep your mindset in check. There's some amazing books out there to do with mindset. There's one by Carol Dweck and I like things like Eckhart Tolle and I read big books like him. And it's just so important to keep a real positive mindset because when you come home from work and you have to then put on the oven and you've got to bake, you've got to have, you've got to override those thoughts. I don't want to do it anymore. It's not going to be good. You really have to talk yourself off the ledge sometimes to get the work done. And so I think having a positive mindset. So I like to, I'm a positive person anyway. I prefer to see a glass half full than half empty. I have a very sort of, a very sort of like um, straight and narrow thing, black and white way of looking at the world and very sort of, you know, if you, if you, if you want this, then you got to do this. It's as simple as that for me. You cut, there's no nitty gritty about it. If you want to be a successful cake business, you've got to do the work and that is it. There's no way around it really. So working on your mindset and making sure you understand why you're doing it. Don't get distracted by negativity, read the books, do the work. And, and the other thing is your self care as well is really important. So if you're running your cake business and you find that you're exhausted, you're tired, you're miserable, then there's a clue there that something's not quite right and you might need to make some changes. And that's what I've done in mind. I've had to make some changes along the way so I can carry on doing the thing that I love, but with a strong and positive mindset to help me get through it. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this because you, I mean, you nailed it. Is that positive mindset and that doesn't mean that we're always like you know floating in clouds with no, unicorns because that's no. not life there are days that you no. just feel bad that you just want to yell at somebody that you're frustrated no. but it's just going back to that you know to that mindset to know that it's there and it's no. so, okay just let me yell at the wall and then okay just go back to your center yeah. and think this is why you're doing it. So, yeah. and this is your mm -hmm. mindset. I love that you say that because that actually makes the whole difference. And yeah. uh, um, I, I love the saying that said, you're not going to have a positive life without a 
positive mindset. I mean, otherwise yeah. it's like, forget it. It's not going to happen, yeah. right? The two that go together, it doesn't so work. so many things here. Yeah, it doesn't work. I, I, I wrote down a few things that you mentioned. Okay. You mentioned imposter syndrome. You oh, mentioned yeah. making changes in your business. And yep. you mentioned setting boundaries and saying no. I yep. mean, yes, yep. people, this is so oh, yeah. important. So let's start with the first one, which is the okay. imposter syndrome. Okay. See, yeah. it's not only you in the other side of the mask, this microphone who's listening, who sometimes yeah. deal with it. We all do every we single time. Do. Yeah, yeah. So my my next episode of my podcast is going to be imposter syndrome. And the reason why is that I have a friend who doesn't believe it exists. So she's going to come on and talk about it. But when I was talking to her, because she knows me from my hospitality days, and she knows me to be this gung-ho, go-for-it kind of person. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I I suffer from imposter syndrome. She looked at me and just said, what? What what, what are you on about? I said, I do. I actually do. Starting the podcast. I'm like, who am I? to think that I can do this podcast. Who, who's going to listen to me? And then you think, actually, I've got all these years of experience. I do yeah. this, I do that. So I'm entitled. But then something on my shoulder says, no, who do you think you are? And even with running my business, it's like, well, oh, God, who, you know, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And you sort of have to talk yourself out of it. And then you see, actually, no, you've got this wealth mm-hmm. of experience. You've been doing it for this amount of time. You've got these customers that love what you do. So what? why have you got imposter syndrome? But I think we're all guilty of it. But I think when I told one of my friends that I had it, she'd looked at me as if to say, no, I don't believe it. And I'm like, yes, I do. I, I have imposter syndrome. And I was listening to... Um, oh, yeah, to definitely. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day with um, Edward Enninfull, who's the editor of Vogue, and he was talking about how his imposter syndrome made him go stratospheric. It it, it was his driver to keep him going. And so I thought a bit, that's a bit, I think I've grabbed onto that a bit, a little bit. It's that the imposter syndrome, I talked myself out of it. And I'm like, you can do this. You know, you can do it. So go and do it. And that's, and that, I think that's what happened. So the imposter syndrome sets in. I talk myself out of it and then I go on and do it. And then it sets in again. I talk myself out of it and go on and do it. And that's the cycle that I seem to, to follow when I'm doing things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's it. I mean, you nailed it. It's like imposter syndrome happens, happens to all yeah. of us. Um, for me, it's uh, usually real, more related with the with the uh, with the craft work. When I see yeah. modeling by somebody else or cakes by somebody else, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. You're like, <laughs> why am I posting these pictures? But then I go yeah. back to my pictures, to my Instagram. It's like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. It, oh, okay, yeah. okay, I have customers yeah. who like them. But yeah, but it, like you said, it's my drive to say, yeah. okay, if I don't know it, I'm gonna learn it. If yes. I feel that I'm yeah. not enough i'm going to do more and learn more to be better uh yes. i i guess that's it's it's just that little monster you know and next yeah. to us talking yeah. to our ear but it's like okay you're there so let me acknowledge you and let me do something about it and not just yeah. dwell in it like yeah. oh because i'm not good enough but we all suffer from that and it's it's funny because uh i had the chance to speak with people that we admire in the industry mm. people that we think is like oh, they're gods like they never suffer and they and they do suffer from imposter syndrome yeah. like everybody else because there are points that you just second guess everything yeah but it's yeah. what you do with it definitely uh, the second point you mentioned is changing if 
is necessary. You know, making、mm. pivoting or making a change, either in yourself or in your business, if you know that is not for you.、Yeah. How do you do it, and would you recommend it? <laughs> yeah. So for me, when I first started, I was. As guilty as everybody else, I would take phone calls at all hours. I would answer emails at all hours. I would do, I was doing macarons. I was doing cake pops. I was doing this. I was doing that because you think as as a business that's what you're going to doing. This is in the very early days, and then you start to realise actually I ain't feeling too good, or I'm working too late, or the kitchen's messy, and I don't like it, and I'm not feeling good about. About it, and I need to look after myself, and I need to go to the gym, and I want to go on holiday, and I want to do this. And cake is taking over my life; it's taking over my world. So I had to really be honest with myself. Okay, what what are we going to do here? How are we going to make things different? So I started off doing sugar paste cakes when I first started doing the business, and as we all know, using sugar paste and doing sugar paste cakes is very time consuming. It's a lot more. There's a lot more work to it, I think. And I used to do a lot of children's cakes with like a little model work and things like that. And I would be working, coming home from work, and I would start at seven o'clock in the evening, and I would be working till ten, eleven, midnight to get these cakes done.、Oh, the kitchen would be a mess. I'd go to bed. I'd have to get up at six o'clock, and this was my routine. And I thought this can't work. And then I found that I wasn't enjoying the sugar paste work as much. The drip cake and the buttercream and the ganache star cake started coming through. I slowly started doing these. I'm thinking I quite like doing these style of cakes as opposed to the sugar paste cakes. So let me use social media to ask a question. So I went onto my Instagram polls and said it was like this or that. So I had a picture of a sugar paste cake, a picture of a、um, a drip cake, and like which cake do you prefer? And I asked a few questions around that, and it came out that people were gearing more towards the buttercream and ganache. I thought, right, decision made. That's what I'm going to do. So I took all the sugar paste cakes off my Instagram and started to introduce the buttercream and ganache. Changed my website so it had a way for people to pick elements that they could have on a cake. So pick your flavour, pick the elements. I'll prepare you a quote and send it forward. And what I found is when I shifted the amount of the style of cake that I did, my work, the amount of time that I spent working, reduced vastly. And so I changed that. And then I changed the hours that I work because I thought, well, you're working too late into the night, you're missing out on stuff. You want to do your salsa, you can't be doing that at the same time. So you need to make some changes. So what I do, I come home from work, I get home about four thirty, and I start in the kitchen at five thirty, and I work till seven thirty, and that is it. I stop. But doing the sugar pasting.、Um, Do the buttercream cakes? They only probably take me two and a half hours to do, so I'm churning them out because I'm and I'm saving so much time that I've got time in the evening then to spend on my health and well-being. So go to the gym, go to salsa. Well, I'm not doing it as much now. Go in the garden, catch up with friends, go to the cinema. I've just had to just get the work-life balance and make all these little changes, contact times for customers, and all these different things to make it work for me. But don't be if. If you're doing something and it's not making you happy, you need to make those changes because I was working. I was a busy fool. I was working far too hard, and I just need to change. And the cakes that I'm doing now, the customers like them. I like them. I like the time that I spend doing them until it suits me. So that's where I'm going to sit for the time being. I think, yeah. Oh, I love it! I love it.、Uh, don't be afraid. I mean, I love your message of not being afraid of saying no and、yep. changing because.、Mm. And you just、uh, you just said the key question: 
if what you're doing is making you stress and it's not making you mm-hmm. happy, uh, mm-hmm. just stop. Stop and yeah. thinking uh, and think if it's uh, if it's necessary or if you can change it. And uh, and I love also that you mentioned that you change completely from sugar paste to buttercream mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the idea, or at least at least the idea of the cake decorators where I'm from, is that you have to do everything. You cannot uh, yeah. say no to a client. For example, if a client say, no, I want a cake with the buttercream, but I want the modeling and sugar paste, but I want cupcakes, mm. macaroons, and cookies. And you have mm. to do it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because otherwise you're missing out. It's like, I'm going to yeah. lose the customers. Like, no, no, no. There's people who do. I don't do macaroons ever. <laughs> I tried like three times in my life and it was a yeah. mess. So uh-huh. I have a friend who does it very beautifully yeah. and they taste great. So every mm. time somebody asks me for macaroons, like, yeah, sure. I'll call my friend. <laughs> and I'll give you, I'll give you uh, whatever money she asks for. I'll, I'll tell you how much it is because I'm not yeah. going to do the macaroons. Uh, I mean, uh, and, and it's possible. It's possible. It's less stressing. It's, um, it's a possibility, I guess, is because people just don't think it is a possibility yeah. to say no or to mm-hmm. make changes in your mm-hmm. career to mm-hmm. make it easier uh, for yeah. you and for your job and everything. And I mean, you work better, you're more relaxed, you're you yeah. you you're happier. So yeah, uh, definitely recommend it. That's why I wanted to stop doing the wedding cakes as well. Sorry, that's why I stopped doing the wedding cakes for that exact reason was that I never marketed myself as a wedding cake maker. I would just make them if people asked me. But what I found was I was either taking annual leave from Mm -hmm. work to make wedding cakes or I was working so many hours after work for like five days straight to make them. Then you've got to deliver. Then you've got to climb stairs to carry it and pick up the stand after. And I just wasn't enjoying it. And I thought, you can't be honest with yourself. You can't do everything. You know, you work in a job where sometimes you do weddings. So there's going to be a clash. So just, just put that one to bed and just like, you know, things might change in the future. I don't know. But for now, wedding cakes is not for you. You need to concentrate on this particular area. Yeah. Yeah. For now, that's what's working for you. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Yvonne, where, what can we expect from you in the future? Oh, well, I don't what know. So this plans? is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. I don't, I don't know what my plans are for the business. I don't know whether I will, you know, in another five years, it will be running still in the same guise that it is now. I'm a woman of a certain age and, you know, I mean, it's just like, do I want to keep going at full pelt? Will I change? I don't think I'll rebrand because I did that in 2016. I don't know. I'd like to say that I did. And if it was 10 years ago, I'd have a very clear path of what I wanted to do, like I did 10 years ago. But because my wife and my business have changed so much, it feels now to me that my business is more of a lifestyle business and that I it has to it has to be run alongside my life now. So I think I'd like to dip my toe more into the passive income. I have knowing I don't know, I have no aspiration to be a coach. I don't want to be a cake coach or anything like that. But I think I'd like to do some more work on the passive income and maybe write a recipe book or a few more books maybe and put everything that I know about cake and yeah just see where the future ha- I don't I really don't know I really don't know I'm, I'm one of these people if there's an opportunity I'll go for it so I'd like to say oh yeah I've got a plan for the next five years but no I don't <laughs> I don't really yeah okay but I mean you already did you already planned yeah the thing is you're living it right now you're living the yes, result of your it. plan before yeah uh, yeah and it's also definitely. that is also important mm. 
Yeah, it really because, is. Because, yeah. I mean, we're constantly planning and planning and planning and sometimes chasing the next shiny object and yeah. uh, not really enjoying the result yeah. of what we planned for. Yeah. So that's that's also that's also great. And I would love yeah. to have, to, I mean, to see more books from you because I'm sure yeah. you will be able to help a lot of people in the yeah. in the community. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. It's taken a long Yvonne, time to get to uh, this. One final this. question that I always, oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was just saying it's taken a long time to get to where I am now. That I'm comfortable with my branding. I'm comfortable with my ideal mm -hmm. client. I'm comfortable with my website and how I'm operating. This where I am now is a culmination of like eight to ten years worth of work and sweat and tears and everything. I just feel relaxed where I am now. Just really, everything's just going as it should. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it and enjoy it because. Yeah. Um, It's all about, you always hear it, it's all about the journey, but you think yeah. it's the journey upwards. It's actually the journey upwards, and when you get there, enjoy when you are as well, yes. right? It's yeah. not just keep, you know, running in this treadmill that doesn't get you anywhere. It's just enjoy it. Enjoy where you are. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that you are at, uh, at that stage, uh, yeah. and I wish for a lot of you to be in that stage as well, where you're so comfortable with your business, your business is running, And everything is going smoothly, um, Yvonne. We usually I usually give a last question to my guest here in the in the podcast. It's a very it's it's a funny question. If you mm. could bake a cake for anyone famous, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would the cake look like? Oh my god, that's a good, really good question, isn't it? Um, if I could bake a question, yeah, it's a funny oh, one. Oh, that's a really hard question, is it? Um. I'd like to make a cake for maybe Barack Obama for his birthday, maybe the ex-president of the United okay. States. Okay. I'd like to, yeah, I think, yeah, I'd have to, yeah. it probably have to be really, yeah, I think, I, yeah, he just sprung to mind. So that, that must, there must be a reason why he sprung to mind. It's either that or Idris Alba, but yeah, um, I think it would be Barack Obama. I think he would have to have something okay. quite Okay, one is great. <laughs> I think you would have to have a cake that was quite citrusy so maybe something light and lemony I think for Barack I don't think he wants too much fuss but I think off the top of my head that would be the person that I'd probably uh, make a cake for yeah definitely something simple yeah Oh, I love it. I love it. I like that. I like the spontaneous answers because people usually get like, uh, 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 I don't know. But then yeah. it's the first person that comes to the top of your head. Yeah. It's like, who would that yeah. be? And, uh, and uh, that's great. That's great. That's great. And I love when you think about what would the cake look like or what would it taste like? We're thinking yeah. of the personality of the person. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Oh, Yvonne, it has welcome. been such a blast having you here in the show and uh, i cannot wait to be in yours and just yeah. keep the conversation going we didn't mention anything about social media so maybe we should do that in your show talking a little yeah. bit about the social media because i know we both have the same approach of yeah. not having millions and millions of followers but yeah. nurturing your work, yeah. following on social Definitely. media so, Uh, stay Definitely. tuned, guys, and go go check Yvonne's uh, um, podcast because we're certainly going to be talking about that. Uh, I will mm. be leaving all the links here for her books, her businesses, her podcast, so you can go listen and support. Because remember, the idea is to support all of us. It's not because I'm doing it so nobody else can have a podcast. As, I mean, actually, there are not many cake podcasts out there. There isn't. Right? There isn't. In the UK, I can think of 
three and that's including myself in the UK and then there's yours that's four yeah. so that's four that I listen yeah. to there isn't many and um for me, being a woman of colour as well, a black woman, there I don't know another black woman podcaster that's talking about cake. And so that was important for me to be able to share my voice and invite other people of different heritage and cultures to come on and talk about their businesses and what they do in, their, in the cake world as well, because it is a multicultural industry that we work in. So I think it needs to reflect all these different people that are oh, within absolutely. that industry as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We have a big in and Cake Friends Day Creative. We have a big community from people all around the world, and yeah. uh, it's 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 great. I love one of the things that I love about the group is how all of us, regardless of, I mean, age, gender, preferences, color, religion, you name it, we're all there. For the cake. Yeah. So it's a yeah. party. We're all there for the cake. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Yeah. And everybody's happy. Everybody's sharing. I mean, that's what cake's supposed to be. Cake's supposed to make you happy. So, yeah. 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 And um, and I love that you're doing it. Uh, I love that. And, and, and I wish really there's more people, uh, you know, uh, trying to reach their communities and, and putting their voices out there because each one of us have a different thing to say and it's all Definitely. valid and we all complement each other's information and the idea is just to keep this uh community growing so yeah thank you so much yvonne for being thank here today I, I cannot thank, thank you enough thank you for answering my call first <laughs> on, on social media i think i posted a that you were the only yeah. one who who answered through instagram i think yeah all yeah. right okay yeah. and yeah. uh but, um, i loved it it's the first yeah, podcast I've ever yeah. been on as well. So thank you so much for inviting me on. I've had a blast. I've really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Oh, it's it, my pleasure, sweetie. My pleasure, for sure. Uh, thank you so much. And well, everyone, a lot of takeaways from this episode today. Just keep your notebook on because you're going to write I mean, I hope you wrote everything or at least a few of the things that Yvonne mentioned about, you know, setting your boundaries, about uh, don't overworking, uh, organize your business, organize your working hours. It's it's not just me, the one that's saying it. It's like other people are thinking about that too. Thank you so much, Sidi, for being here. And thank you to all of you for listening. This is it for today. And I will leave you, my friends, as I always leave you. Stay safe and stay creative. Bye, sweetie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. My sweet, sweet friend, if you like this episode, if you love this podcast, I will kindly, kindly ask you to leave me a started review, whatever you're listening to this episode that is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and I think a couple of other ones, but in any of those, just leave me a review, leave me a couple of stars or five stars if you like it, <laughs> so people will find this episode, the algorithm would put it out there, and more of our K community will benefit from it share it with your friends download the episode and share them uh, share them on your social media and tag me because i will answer you back 
Of course I will. And、uh, send me comments. Send me your review. Tell me your feedback. Even if you don't agree with anything that I say, I would love to hear your opinion. You can find me in any of my social media accounts. I will be leaving the links here on this episode description. I'm on Facebook as the Art Cake Experience. I am on Instagram at Christina underscore the Art Cake Experience. Or you can even find me on YouTube. My YouTube channel, the Art Cake Experience channel. So thank you so much for listening. And please, please, please leave me your review and leave me your comments and your feedback. I would love to hear what you have to say about any of this episode.